Right, welcome to a new episode of the Corporate Break. Robert, I have a very good question actually this time. We all know working remotely, we talked about many, uh, we have, we touched upon many times the working remotely, hybrid models, the new working environment, remote teams, managing remote teams, you know, um, how you do that and what's the pros and cons. And we all know it's not really a, there's no perfect scenario. There, there is, there is a, an, it's not, kind of a downside to not having the ability of the teams to be physically around their peers, having the connection with the teams, the managers, and vice versa, managers not seeing their teams and so on and so on. And that's the, the main impact that there is basically work culture. Although a lot of the numbers came in terms of performance, oh, there's no change. And I think you've, you've read and we do uh, read a lot about that there's kind of fatigue and even though the performance might be in one year or so, they didn't impact it, but we might see a downsize of it. But the interesting question is, is how a business is could overcome that? And starting by the first step when a new employee is joining, meaning onboarding, how you could onboard virtual teams. And in, this, this will come more and more often than we could have seen in the past. And it's not about COVID anymore. Yeah, I think it's it's very difficult because if you if you don't onboard your your new people in the in the right way, and it it uh, or she or he will get to the environment where the people are, for example, very much complaining about the job, this new person very quickly pick up the the bad habit. And what we know, what what we want to do by having new people is not only just to cover our open position, but also bring some new experience, new, uh, yeah, basically experience and new fresh to the to the organization. So I think this this first uh, the, this first contact with the organization, which is onboarding, is very important. But to your point, how to do it in the like remote environment? I think. I mean, there's a, there's a few things that you can do, and uh, I believe that this is something that the, the organization the organization does. Even even I can very often uh, see on my LinkedIn page where the people are adding photos, for example, to for example of getting the kind of a gift from the company, and there's a, there's a laptop usually, and there's more of more different stuffs, the stuffs that you need to uh, for your work. Um, but is that sufficient? I, I mean, I, I know that it, it leaves it, a good... It is surprising. And I think the people are appreciating this. Yeah, okay. We all like gifts, all right? But is the gift... It's, it's nice. Let's give a, create a, a positive vibe in terms of kicking off an employment with an with a employee. All right, but, but what I'm looking at more, the questions that I'm really thinking of and we're talking about today in episodes like how we could make sure that everyone takes exactly the same cultures like you remember like I think many times I've been told at least in my probably the first two jobs and I've got them pulling and you're saying you you walk in you take off your jacket of you who you are whether that's you've been a student or been in other companies and then you put the jacket of the the company that you're going to work for and the jacket means or the suit or the badge is basically the culture the mindset it's like you leave it when you leave office you just hang it in your closet and you go to your home you carry on and who you are in your private life and i know that separation is 
it doesn't work this way, but in, in, a, in a figurative sense, you, you, you put in your jacket, you're going, but now you actually not, there will be an instance that you wouldn't put, you, you would never be in office physically. You, you actually, you're not in the same even country, not the same town, the same city. It's like, all right, gift is good. Yeah, but this is like a first step that the company can do. You can get the laptop and nothing else, and you can get the laptop and like an entire package of different stuff that you can use on a daily basis. What's about gossips? Do you think gossips are good or bad, Robert? I think it's depend. It very much depend, but I think gossips are bad. I don't think so. You know, I will explain to you. So gossip, in a sense, creating a negative... You know, people gossiping about other people, that's bad, they agree with you. But the, within, within the gossips, and, and maybe the gossip is kind of very um, negative words, and I think it has a lot of negative sense to it. But I think when I say gossips, like, there's also within the bad gossips, the layer of bad gossips, talking about other people, talking about colleagues, talking about my boss or not, etc. There is a layer where is you get the news. Right? Have you heard about, oh yeah, by the way, our business bought another business unit. Oh, by the way, um, we're having a project. We're on a project in this one. By the way, we are processing our invoices in this and this way. Oh, by the way, actually, we in this business unit, we're closing our books earlier. This kind of information that you're sharing, that's kind of create a culture and momentum. And actually, a lot of the talks, although they consider as a gossip, they might sound negative. But they turn to more information sharing or experience sharing. And this is kind of create that sense of communities, people talking about bad and good. But certainly there's a, there's, there's a positive thing that comes out of it. It's not all the time complaining. But then, I, but then I, I wouldn't call it gossip. Because gossip is associated with something negative. And um, if, if we say... Now I'm puzzled. Because if you said that sharing the that we share the information, then it's fine. About this, the invoices, the, about the uh, acquired new business, about about other stuff related to the job. But then if we start talking about the people who is bad, who is who is uh, who is good, who is a uh, good bot, boss, who is bad boss, this is for me the gossip that actually can very very quickly drag the new person into the environment that we don't want to have. I agree with you, but there is, you know, usually we oh, we don't call it gossip. Let's do a standard meetings or setups or workshops or design thinking sessions where we share experience, um, best practices. Let's just draw, put the stick note. But there's a, res a recent research by a psychologist that people, they will be more open and to help, to share experience, and get also lesson learned and best practices from other people if the setup is not um, formal. formal. And this is why I'm, I'm talking about so, gossips. So, yeah, yeah, so now the question is how to make our onboarding, so those few days, informal, so or the, more informal. Than th this is what those researchers came up with, it's called water cooler discussions. Which is basically, usually when you do onboarding, and I do onboarding for, for new joiners, you have a slot, 30 minutes, 15 minutes, and you get to your few slides that you 
keep using and you present and you're talking about and that supports basically give a good kickoff for the new joiners to you know get as much information as as they might need just to start their career their path yeah but th- this is also something that i'm not agreeing with as much as information as he, as he can i remember when i was starting my first job in ubs like several years ago after two days onboarding i was so tired that i came back uh, at home at five and i went to bed because i couldn't like do anything else but how much do you remember of that because i had not, ha- ma- not much I, yeah. you know i remember i remember game there was a lady from the uh lady from the um how to say the good quality or, or um, performance uh, team who did the game and i remember the game and then i remember the um presentation of coe of ubs back then so those are two things that I remember, but this is like a three hours out of two days. Okay, so that would what are cooler things? What what's what what looks like? So you do an onboarding, but there's not limit in time, mm-hmm. and and it's not done by a specific set of people. It's actually done by your peers. So if I if I am joining project management office, my onboarding will be a chat, not onboarding, not slides. It would be a chat with my peers before me, just. <clears throat> to tell me what's what's the job, what's the day in life looks like, what's the priority, what's going on, what's you know, what things, what's what learning they've got, what kind of watch hours that I should take care of, what's the most important stakeholder we have, you know, all of these things. And it's it's a QA, not a presentation. You, you see this is the difference. So when onboarding, when you do it right now, there's only one way. It's meaning the person come and slides, tell the story and then at the end you have questions. No, we don't have questions. I always have a question. You do, but I've been doing for the last two years and a half. Like I barely, I could count on my my both hands how many times people's asked questions. And and this is the thing. So having that informal environment is just a Q and A. Is actually, in fact, you as a new joiner ask me, not me telling you, right? And then they added on top of that, they create they 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 in that water cooler. Um, type of onboarding there is a managers in the call setting but they don't say anything and they're not the direct line managers they're somebody else and usually those guys they're just to help out if anything that goes if a questions goes beyond you know the peers capacity to answer yeah but does it have any any framework it doesn't have this is the thing there's no slides there's no time slots actually there's a they block the entire day and you could join in as much as you wish, as if you could walk into the kitchen, this is the water cooler, it was mean, you walk to the kitchen while you're filling your coffee or your water, you meet your colleague, you have a chat. Yeah, so now what is the difference between this kind of a Q&A session that you have with your peers and the job shadowing that you have later on when you learn what you have to do? But the, the water cooler, it's about the culture of work. The, the job shadowing is technical, it's processing, it's learning the process, that's what you need to do in a job. So it's like for me, I'm not expecting my peers to tell me in a project management way how I do a project plan. I'm supposed to know that. And then I would might shadow them how to use, for example, the tool to do planning, whatever that would be, right? So it's kind of, this is the, the silver lining between what's actually job shadowing and what's water cooler onboarding. Yeah, so, so I think this is the, the, the good idea to actually have a peer who is able to answer, let's say, this, this simple question that the people may have. But the, my only risk is that you can do it in the organization when the, the culture 
is very much anchor. So everybody are on the same page and have the same value. But it will be anchored automatically because it's just that's being handed over one to another. It's like because what you want to do is onboarding is an integration. You, you bring in a member outside of your society, your communities to the to this. You give them a suit. It's like, here you go. This is your badge, your laptop, etc. But the only thing is that they're missing beyond the physical things, the gifts and all of this and a good feeling about being joining the company. I'm sure it is. But and then this is your hat. And how you get that, the best you get that is actually is not from your boss because your boss, it sounds like it, your new boss that you're joining to, your manager, your supervisor, will tell you exactly you have to do this, this and that. It's more about now duties and tasks. But if you hear it from your peers, the, you will hear the experience. How many times, actually, I remember many times that you, you learn about something by the text box, which is mean a presentation. You have to do things in certain order, sequence, etc. But and then I learned that my colleague doing it in a, in a more efficient way because just that person find a better way to do it and it gives exactly the same results. So that kind of mindset. So it's like I don't have to start figuring out my things, my own, but I've get that kind of ready meal. Just open and eat it. And now I think this, the job shadowing that we have later on maybe go a little bit smoother because you know already the person from different, exactly. uh, different perspective. And, and you hit two things because usually onboarding is done not by your team, somebody else actually outside of your team even. You don't even work with that person, right? I'm onboarding people that I don't work with and will never work with. Just, and then, then if you do that water cooler concept, which is meaning a Q&A format, no slides or nothing, you just come and you ask all the questions that you have in mind, what you create is actually you onboard the persons and two, you create the connections. You, you do integrations and onboarding in one set. So it's actually even from resources utilization perspective, that's more efficient in organization than it is doing it like, uh, oh, you get onboarded and then you go to your team, you get onboarded again, and then you present it to your team members and then you, you walk shadow and so on. You just make a, a shortcut to it. I think I think this is the, the, the good idea. Let's let's share, share the research later on. on All right. Page. Thanks. But so I have, a, I have yeah. a one, more, one more thing to uh, what you said at the beginning, meaning that the performance stays the same. Uh, few weeks ago ago I read the article about the Google and Facebook that they are going back to the office entirely there will not be a hybrid model they're going back to the office they didn't uh, explain why I mean there was some some explanation that they want to like people be more integrated and uh, just to use group cooperation but funny thing was that under the article there was one anonymous um, comment uh, about the um, performance dropping down and there was a comment that says that at the at the very beginning no one noticed it because the performance was on the same level or was a little bit higher because people get to the new environment working from home having more kind of own schedule but then after after this year uh, the big companies started noticing that the performance the, there down. is a fatigue it's like each time you you imagine each time you want to talk to your colleague you have to book a meeting it's crazy. It's not efficient. I can tell you that. Because if you work in the same space, you just walk in into his desk or her desk and you just... Are going for the coffee. Or you have a chat over a coffee, right? But now it's constantly using that virtual... It's just... I think we have a technology fatigue because 
we're talking with our friends through technology, Facebooks and other social medias and social means. We're talking about with our family through the phones, all again, sounds and technology and mobile phones. And now we don't touch an inhuman at all. It's just we're talking through Teams again, to Skypes, Cisco's, whatever you have here in the solutions. And then you walk out in the streets, people not talking anymore, not smiling anymore because they're just thinking that you're going to catch the virus from you. So it's like we create walls and boundaries between human and and we are social creature it's like we live in we have to live in community otherwise we have a depression so i think i think a, a form of a, a comeback a form it's not maybe full comeback but a form of a compact whereas all of the collaborations meetings are held physically and in, in the locations and a site it will happen but we will see a momentum on Having you know more remote teams, permanent remote teams, not even sitting in the same, in the same, maybe not the, and at first stage in the same uh, cities within a country, but and then maybe in a different country entirely. Yeah, that's why it's good to have a boarding place, a proper boarding place. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Thank Robert. You.